0: Joe Biden uses his veto power for the first time in his presidency. And that's got to say something, considering he had the lead in the Senate. So let's take a look at the bill he refused to sign. And better late than never, let's talk about some controversy from the Oscars of a couple of weeks ago. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back to Dumbasses and Politics. Hope you guys are doing really well. I'm surviving. It is pouring frickin' rain here in San Diego right now. It has not stopped since about midnight. I cannot wait to see what the roads are like in a few minutes. Oh, just miserable. Okay, so, with that being said, it's supposed to go for the rest of the day. It's supposed to go rest of the day today, and then it's supposed to continue to rain tomorrow for about half the day. Uh, though there's only like a 65 percent chance, so we'll we'll have to see. I've just never seen California. It's been years since I've seen California with this much rain. Okay, let's get to the news. All right, there's there's actually quite a bit of news coming up. Uh, first things first, let's talk about something that uh, we talked about on. Monday and or yesterday and that is the Trump impending arrest. Well, apparently they didn't finish. So Trump, of course, spouting off again about him being arrested. And it turns out that the grand jury hasn't even that we know of right now hasn't even determined whether a crime is committed or not. So it's not going to be today. And then they don't even meet today, the grand jury. They only meet on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. So if they're if they haven't weighed in on his on whether or not charges should be applied, uh, it won't be today. It'll be tomorrow. Okay, so President Biden struck uh, stuck, struck a uh, his first veto of his presidency. Okay, so what what happened, Bill? That was sent, and it was approved by both the Senate and the House. And don't forget, it had to have been bipartisan, because Republicans only have like a four-representative lead in the House, and they're actually down in the Senate, and both approved it. it. Involved banning the government from using ESG standards, that's environmental, social, and governance standards, when picking out investments for 401k usage. So when a government decide when the government decides to invest basically it's for the 401k's of employees when the government decides to invest they should go strictly into e- uh, companies that follow the ESG compliance now you've heard me talk about ESG a billion times it's a great reset thing it is a globalist thing this is something that the world economic forum is in love with and wants everyone to wants everyone to follow. Now, one of the problems is some companies, like let's say Silicon um, Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic Bank, they follow the ESG standards and they're actually failing. By the way, other companies that follow the ESG standards, Coca-Cola, they're getting killed. Um, Disney. They're getting killed, ESPN. They're getting killed. Do you notice all everybody who seems to follow this ESG standard is more worried about being woke than they are about actually making money for their shareholders. And that's the point of the ESG. That stakeholder ca- capitalism is what ESG follows, whereas capitalism follows shareholder capitalism. So, Biden said, no, we're going to do this. Now, a lot of people, why was this bipartisan? Because it really limits on who the government can invest in. And it isn't just politicians that don't like it. It's also employees, state, uh, federal employees don't like it. Because this could be a threat to their 401k's. So it's a big deal to them. So Biden vetoed it, and he tweeted this after he vetoed the bill. I just voted, I just vetoed my first bill. This bill would risk your retirement savings by making it illegal to consider risk factors MAGA House Republicans don't like. Your plan manager should be able to protect your hard-earned savings, whether Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene likes it or not. Well, here's the problem. You are putting a limit. You are putting handcuffs. By not citing this bill, you are putting handcuffs on investment bankers you're putting handcuffs because these guys have to now if this law actually and it will never it will not pass it when biden decides okay we need to make esg the standard he already tried to do this once and it failed already this was just a pushback against him and he vetoed the bill if he decided to make if he decided to push a bill and a bill did pass that required the U.S. government invest in only ESG standard companies, he would be putting the uh, handcuffs on the investment banks. So, and by the way, ESG is just a mess. There, there are no, listen, the United States is in bad shape, but you're right. You know what other, what other countries support ESG? Europe. And they're in really bad shape. One of the reasons England wanted to get out of the European Union is so that they could do what they wanted without idiot policies like this being implemented. So, good for good for good for the House and the Senate for passing this. And by the way, it was bipartisan. It's not like Democrats did. He sits there and he says, "Oh, MAGA House, House MAGA Republicans." Well, I mean, the Senate voted for it too, and you're in the lead in the Senate. And it wasn't just MAGA Republicans that passed it. There were a bit, a lot of Democrats that didn't want to see this either. So good for the House and the Senate. Again, I think they continue to throw bills at Joe Biden and let him veto them. Common sense bills. I would love to see the House pass a bill that says, boys are not girls or you cannot transition a, a person without consent, which means under 18. You can't do, give them drugs or um, surgeries such as body mutilating surgeries, like removing breasts or undercarriage surgeries, things like that, because boys and girls get confused about what sex they are. I'd like to see him veto that one, and he will. He will. Okay, in other news, uh, President Biden finally announced that he will be declassing, declassifying the intelligence reports related to the COVID-19 pandemic and where it started. Now, this was passed by the House and the Senate unanimously. In other words, the House and the Senate want to see what the intelligence community thinks started. And where this disease started, they want to see it and they want to investigate it. in in the um, in the chamber in the um, House of Representatives chamber. It was 425 to zero. That's how clearly it passed. I don't know what it was in the Senate chamber, but it was also. I, I want to say it was something like 90 to 90 to nothing or something like that. It was really high. Now. Biden, this was three weeks ago that these people voted this in. And the Biden administration kept saying, oh, we're looking at it, we're looking at it, we're looking at it. I mean, they really don't want this to be released. And one of the reasons they don't want this to be released is because Joe Biden is in bed with the Chinese. I mean, we already talked about last week about the $1 million his family received from a Chinese company. Don't kid yourself. That's related. But finally, after being asked over and over and over again, he finally said, yeah, we're probably going to do it. Now, I am not going to hold my breath. Let's see how long it takes him to actually sign that bill. If it's another two, three weeks, I think, you know, we need to talk about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and stuff because he sure seems afraid to have the Chinese find out what we actually have. Speaking of China, Xi Jinping went to visit Vlad Putin in Russia yesterday. Now, this freaked out the world, of course, because you've got two of the largest countries and two of the United States' greatest enemies meeting each other. And what really flipped out, and basically all we got from the meetings yesterday was that Vladimir Putin, during a dinner, called um, Xi Jinping a dear friend. Now, here's the reality. Here's the reality. Xi Jinping is not a dear friend of Vladimir Putin, and Vladimir Putin is not a dear friend of Xi Jinping. But the two do have the same ideology when it comes to communism and totalitarianism. And they both have a... They both have a vision of how they want to be seen in the world. Both both countries do. Russia is just very clumsy about it. Look at what they're doing in, in and look at what they're doing in Ukraine. They're not very good at it. Now there were two things that people were talking about. One is that these guys, that Xi Jinping is just there to deal, make a deal with Ukraine and the Ukrainian war. It's possible. Later on this week, Xi Jinping is supposed to meet Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine and talk about the the war itself. The other thing they might be talking about is Russia is not doing great in this war, and he may be asking China for more arms. Uh, Again, we will never know. We're not going to know until it happens. But more than likely, what else they what they did definitely talk about is the world vision under communism. And to call China or Russia communist countries is even that's a stretch now because those are just flat out totalitarian tyrannies. They're nothing but despots, uh, dictators. So we'll have to see how this is going to go. Either way, this is not a good read, not a good news for the US. It's definitely not a good news, not good news for Europe. If I were Europe, I'd be really concerned about this. For some reason, Europe has just been, you know, doing their thing. They they really don't seem to care. So, 35,000 teachers are on strike in LA, in Los Angeles. I believe they went on strike today. They're on the picket lines right as we speak. Now, good. I'm glad. I hope they all catch COVID because it is pouring rain in Los Angeles right now and it's about 50 degrees. So maybe they'll all get sick again. Now, you might not be able to guess what these teachers want. Okay. Wait for it. More money. LAUSD, uh, Los Angeles Unified School District, has one of the worst schooling systems in the country. They are terrible. Most of those teachers are not e- do not even follow the standard to be teachers. And the talk, and this is what the, the, the government is saying, you guys talk about the average teacher's salary is $25,000 a year. Well, here's the problem. Uh, the reason it's that low is not because of full-time teachers. It's that low because the teachers don't qualify, and a lot of them are part-time teachers. So you can't take that $25,000 as a, I'm a full-time teacher. The average teaching salary in Los Angeles, and I know this, my ex-wife was a teacher, is about $56,000. So if you're a full-time teacher, you're making about $56,000, and that doesn't include all of the perks that you get. Right? The retirement plan doesn't count the health insurance. It also doesn't count that you don't work. For four months a year. I mean. Schools get two and a half months off. For uh, two and a half months off. For for summer. Then they get about a month off. For and I'm not exaggerating now. They get about a month off. For Christmas break. Or they call winter break. Because we can't celebrate Christmas anymore. They get a spring break. They get a lot of time off. And they also. Get time off they get a pre-set time off. They can take time off for about two to three weeks. So these guys are hardly working. So I'm not going to take this as, you know what, this is one of the reasons public sector union should be banned. These guys should not be, the government should not, because the government's going to give them whatever they want. We all know that. The problem is, it should be privately done, The, the sector the union should be broken. And by the way, in L.A. County, yeah, most of those teachers should probably be fired because they're incompetent. This is the problem with unions. And one union, I believe a lot of unions. I believe in a lot of, like pipe fitters, electrical unions, woodworking union. I believe in all of those. But these teachers should not have a union. And by the way, where did that billion, those billions of dollars go that the Biden administration has been giving to the teachers for the last two years? How could anybody be saying, we need more money. I, there's money that the teachers unions haven't even spent yet because they have received so much money. And what about, what about the um, pandemic? Most of these teachers didn't work for two and a half years. They were at home in their bathrobes, probably drinking Chardonnay while teaching their kids critical race theory and gender ideology over a Zoom call. That's half the reason people don't want their kids in public schools Incredible okay that was the news so let's get to our first story and this is one I wanted to do last week and it involves the Oscars so the Oscars were on maybe I guess two weeks ago and they just released the they just released the ratings now for the first time in a long time, it, the ratings went up like 16 points. So, of course, everyone's screaming how the Oscars became more popular. Now, I'm not surprised after this is the first Oscars they had, after Will Smith slapped the crap out of um, whatever his name was. Uh, and and people wanted to point out, yes, it's 16 points higher than it was last year. But last year, it was the worst watched Oscars in history, and yet this last Oscars was the third worst watched, third least watched Oscars in history. So let's not get too crazy, but um, they did have a story out there that I really wanted to read because I thought it was really interesting. I didn't talk about it because I only saw one movie in the Oscars, and that was Top Gun Maverick. It was. I wasn't really all that interested in seeing it because I, I didn't really like the first Top Gun. But I thought, I kept hearing, this is, a good, this is a good movie. You need to go see it. So I thought, okay, I'll watch it. Um, I've seen, now I've seen the movie three times. It actually is really good. I mean, it is, suspension of disbelief is going to be necessary if you haven't seen it. But it was a fun movie. So there's a guy on MSNB, and it, was, it ended up, it was the second leading movie behind that Avatar movie, which really sucked ass. Uh, I did have to see, I did see a little bit of that before I got up and left. But the, no, I didn't see it in the theaters. I saw it online. But this movie was nominated for Best Picture. Okay, so there was a guy from MSNBC, and now this shouldn't be surprised. surprise. His name was Zeeshan Alim. And he thinks top, gun maverick was a real problem you'll never guess why let's take a little look at the article and i do i did want to do this article last week but I, I had to go to vegas so here we go top gun maverick an action flick a summer blockbuster and a sequel is not the kind of movie that tends to win accolades and award at award shows yet it receives six oscar nominations including remarkably best picture Top Gun has secured an air of gravitas and could be poised to become canonized as a highly decorated film. The unusual cultural cachet of Top Gun is tied to how the film how it fulfills certain yearning felt across the world of film lovers in the cinematic climate climate in which superhero and CGI animated films have saturated the silver screen, it was a breath of fresh air to see dazzling live-action aerial combat scenes involving real actors, trained to withstand G-forces by real pilots, and mostly real planes. Although the movie theaters are dying and streaming is thriving, this old-school thrill attraction attracted huge crowds of all ages to the theaters to make top gun the second highest grossing film in 2022 behind james cameron's avatar the way of water like i said avatar the way of wire it sucked but so far all right this isn't bad okay it's let's go let's continue and here it comes but top gun is as insidious as it is entertaining it does not merely revive a forgotten humane centered spectacle it also beckons for a return to accepting the American war machine as a beacon of virtue and excitement. It's a poisonous kind of nostalgia, one that smuggles love and endless war into the celebration of live action. The United States is a beacon of virtue and excitement. Ask Afghanistan. They would give their most of the women in Afghanistan would give their left arms. For the United States to come back and beat the crap out of that Taliban. That's a beacon of virtue. Continuing, Top Gun is literal propaganda. In exchange for access to military air- aircraft, the producers of the movie agreed to allow Defense Department to include its own, quote, key talking points, end quote, in the script. Perhaps equally important. Well, I mean, why not? I, the military is actually loaning them pilots and airplanes, so it would make sense to me that they should have a say in what's going on. Perhaps equally important, the script had to be written in a manner that flatters the military in order to secure the buy-in of the Pentagon. Even even then, defense officials requested revisions to characters and their actions. So in other words, what he wants, he wants the producers of these films, to uh, to use all the military aid that the military can give them and then slam the military. That makes sense. This is a collaboration of jingoism is evident throughout the script. The minor rebellions of Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Cruz, against his higher-ups in the military are minor diversions from his obedience to the logic of empire. Wow. Logic of empire. It should be no surprise that just like with the first Top Gun movie, released in 1986, the military viewed the sequel as a promising recruitment tool and ran the U.S. Air Force ads before showing the movie, with imperialistic lines like, The empire, entire sky belongs to us. Now, mind you, the military did have to pay for those ads. It wasn't like those ads were free. While the first movie helped to rehab the military's poor reputation in the wake of the Vietnam War, this one diverts from the failed war on terror and comes as a defense official's eye uh, the rise of China. Okay, all right. Other things that this guy said. All right. He, basically, America bad, American military bad. This film, which was extremely pro- pro-military. I mean, one of the big complaints before this movie came out was that China was bitching that Maverick would have a flag of Taiwan on the back of his jacket. So at first they said, yeah, we're going to move that flag. But then they left the flag on the jacket. So it was an extremely pro-American film. And basically what it did is, they're basically bombing a uh, nuclear facility. And even though the country that they're doing this in is not named you never see anybody from the country it's assumed to be iran all right so other things this guy talks about uh the movie is pining americans for war against china well there won't be war against china if china doesn't attack anybody see this is one thing these guys don't talk about is that the United States just doesn't go out and start bombing people. We just don't do that. It it doesn't happen. I mean, look at Ukraine. Russia walked into Ukraine. China is doing nothing but showing military force. So, that's kind of crap. He points out that the military-industrial complex has a bloated budget and is testing weapons that we don't need. He doesn't mention anything about the enemy at the end of the movie having more advanced aircraft and attacking the Americans. This is the this is the whole thing. they, they, they make Americans like we we never have to upgrade our, our our military. We constantly have to upgrade our military. China is, Russia is And that's why I point out the enemy at the end of the movie actually had more advanced aircraft than the U.S. military was using to blow up that nuclear site. So what ended up happening? Yeah, two planes got shot down. Okay, continuing. He defends Iran's sovereignty. He actually brought this up. He defends Iran's sovereignty since the movie is mostly based on Iran's nuclear research program. And that's absolutely correct. He does. The United States is bad for destroying Iran's nuclear program, is what he's saying, because Iran is a sovereign state. Iran is also a theocracy. It's also a a tyrannical state, as the year-long protests in Iran have shown. And uh, Iran has been threatening countries like the United States, like Israel, with nuclear destruction for the last three, four years since they started this nuclear program. He doesn't mention that. You know, I don't care how sovereign you are. The reality of the matter is you lose your sovereignty once you start threatening other countries. He continues to push the Iran nuclear uh, agreement for some reason. I am not even sure why he would do that. That agreement is dead. It's been long dead. And basically it was Iran who got rid of that. So I don't know what he's talking about with that. And finally he says this, quote, War is portrayed purely as a source of glory and camaraderie for Maverick and, Maverick and his colleagues, who are all attractive people and manage to pull off the daring mission with zero casualties. So, uh, I, I, so wait a minute. <laughs> First off, they didn't have camaraderie; they were all fighting. That was Maverick was fighting with Goose's son. Goose's son was fighting with another guy that's just not t- true. That's not the case. I mean, of course, Maverick was fighting with everybody up top. Here's the problem. You cannot have a movie. And I noticed he talked about Vietnam. This is the worst thing since Vietnam. Well, I mean, we did... The military was a beacon of good in World War II, wasn't it? We were a beacon of good in World War One. And he may argue this because... The loss in Vietnam was not a military loss. It was a political loss. Politicians screwed up the war in Vietnam. But we pretty much won the Vietnam War, even though it's guys like this that are at the the actual physical fighting. Three million North Vietnamese were killed. 65,000 Americans were killed. We must have done something right there. So it's just and his big problem is you can't have a movie today with a happy ending where the United States wins and we've got it's a happy ending. You can't do this. You can't have a movie that's patriotic that says the United States is good. The military is good. you got to destroy all the systems. America bet. So he concludes the article. Back in 1990, four years after the first Top Gun came out, Playboy magazine grilled Cruise by challenging him whether the original Top Gun movie was dangerous war propaganda. Oh, well, Jesus, if, if, if Playboy asked. Playboy's interviewer described the movie as War by Nintendo game and pay, pay, Peon to blind patriotism. Cruise defended the movie as an amusement park ride, a fun film with PG-13 rating that was not supposed to be reality. But he also seemed to acknowledge that there were still dangers using the war as a form of mindless entertainment. He continued. That's why I didn't go to make Top Gun 2, 3, 4, 5. That would have been irresponsible. Now, granted, again, Tom Cruise, still not the brightest bulb in, in the world. What these guys did is they made a movie that was patriotic, They made a movie where the military looks good. They made a movie that was exciting. They made a movie that might have basically... uh, Loosely based on the Iran nuclear thing. But it was just a great movie with a happy ending and very patriotic. And it made people feel good. And it sold... Made billions at the box up millions at the box office second best movie of the year so i i don't know what you can complain about obviously people are dying for patriotic movies like this here's the here's the thing with these guys nothing can be good our country is bad our military is bad all our institutions are bad we are bad country iran good country and we should let Iran do whatever they want. China, good country, and we should let them do whatever they want. He does not consider for a second that these are the con- that China and Iran are actually the ones with this insidious intentions, and they show it through their aggression, almost on a daily basis. Finally, the one thing I didn't bring up um, to hear MSNBC accuse anybody of being, of promoting propaganda is a real stretch. MSNBC has been propagandizing Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They've been stoking racial division, pushing doctors into drugging and mutilating kids that are confused about their sex. They push this stuff on a daily, hourly basis. But what do you expect from a pig but a grunt? I don't know where this guy is from. I don't know if he's a Persian or not, whatever. Um, The name seems Persian. It looks like he's an American. But here's the thing. If you guys hate this country, leave. That's the beauty of this country. You can leave whenever you want. Not like Russia, where they'll, they'll hold your family while you leave. Or Cuba, where they'll hold your family while you leave. Or China, where... Unless your social score is good, they won't let you let you out at all. You can leave this country anytime you want. Go to, go to China, go to Iran. There you go. I'm sure you'll be just great. All right. Okay. This is the most. This is speaking of Oscars, and then I never have to talk about Oscars again unless somebody slaps the crap out of somebody else next year. Uh, this is one of the most cringeworthy things. I have ever seen. It is truly, truly disgusting. Okay, this is Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar for some movie I have never seen and have no desire to see. Uh, She won for Best Supporting Actress. Now, understand something. She's a strange bird already. Okay? She has a son who said he was a daughter and so she transitioned him. So now he's got two daughters. I believe the chick's the guy's name is Ruby. I don't know what his name was before. I couldn't even find that information. So she won an Oscar, and here she is on a Zoom call introducing her Oscar. And she's holding her Oscar and she's hugging it and everything. Just listen to what she says. Oh look at this. <laughs> here here they are. <laughs> Have we named her who was her i i'm I'm in support of my daughter ruby i'm I'm having them be a they them um, i'm i'm gonna just call them them they Aww. them and Aww. um they are doing great Aww. and uh they're settling in um and um i couldn't i mean i just in my life, I never thought in a million years that I would have this couple days. And I'm, I'm um, very, very moved by the whole thing. <sighs> These actors, I swear to God, they're so, they're all so screwed up. So she gave her Oscar, a statue, uh, pronouns they, them, in honor of her daughter, Ruby, who's a guy, and she's crying over. It. First off, the one thing I don't I don't like about these actors when they get an Oscar, they do this. They 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 idolatry is strong in this one. I mean, she's hugging it and kissing that. Ugh. And people wonder why no one wants to freaking listen to these people. Okay, have a nice day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you all. Uh, this is Gene. You're listen. You listen to dumbasses talking politics.